Live from Kalaloo Studios in New York City, you are listening to Let's Take It Offline with your host, Ishana Palmer. Hey, Fab Crew. You're listening to Let's Take This Offline, the podcast for everyday leaders. Part inspiration, part sit down. Let's have a conversation. Here's where you'll find the real deal about living well and leading well. I'm Kashana Palmer, your host and resident leadership whiz. What happened in the meeting after the meeting? We talk about it all on Let's Take This Offline. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and leave a comment so we can keep the conversation going. Larnell Vickers is an experienced executive coach and talent professional within the social good impact space with over 10 years of experience. From one-on-one executive coaching to talent placement and talent recruitment and hiring, he has worked with nonprofits, educational organizations, and for-profits to help enhance and drive forward their strategic talent plans. He has worked tirelessly to help organizations to get very clear about their who when hiring and then identify top talent that is game-changing for their organization. Larnell currently serves as CEO and founder of Larnell Vickers Enterprises, LLC, a firm positioned in matching great to great organizations and supporting individuals to live from their highest and best selves, both in their career and in life. Over the course of the last five years, Larnell's firm has supported over 25 organizations in finding phenomenal talent, placed over 100 professionals in mission-driven organizations, and has provided top-tier coaching to over 150 professionals. Larnell is from Miami, Florida, and currently lives in New York City. He attended the University of Florida and studied political science and communication studies for his bachelor's degree and business management for his master's degree. In his spare time, he enjoys swimming, hiking, reading, and traveling around the world. All right, y'all, we are back for another awesome episode of Let's Take It Offline. And I could not be more excited to have my friend, Larnell Vickers, in the house, the career possibility coach. Larnell, welcome. Woo! Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. You like how I announced I super, you? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I feel so special. No, thank you so much just for having me on your podcast. It's so amazing what you're doing here. So I'm so glad just to be a part of it. So thank oh, you. I, I couldn't think of doing anything without having you a part of it because <laughs> you, you and I had the opportunity to um, be colleagues out in the world and then to yes. actually be colleagues together on the same team. And I got to see all of your work and your magic up front. You convinced me to leave my consulting practice to give it all up <laughs> and join the ranks. 
of the career folk. Okay, Larnell, listen, y'all. Larnell is, if nothing, he is persuasive That's and so genuinely funny. so. He plants a seed in your mind, y'all, and have you at home in the shower just a thinking, like, you know, I know I had said no, but maybe. <laughs> and so before he even really knew he was on to something, he was on to something. It's so funny. So I know what talk to me about like what you do. Let's let's talk to folks and let them know what you do before we jump in. Because, you know, I got a whole host of of nosy questions I want to ask since, you know, you are helping folks to understand what's possible in their career. So tell us what you do. And then um, let's just kind of dig into that. Yes, no, for sure. So Larnell Vickers, I'm a possibility career coach. So essentially, I help people to land their next role with purpose and additionality. So really thinking about what's their career story, what's the thing that they actually want to do and achieve in their career, and really helping to draw out that action step, that action plan to get there. Holding them accountable, providing that support um, to ensure they actually show up and do what they're called to do in their career. Uh, Along with that. that, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean to catch you. And along with that, I'm also a recruiter still. So I still help organizations to find phenomenal talent. Um, so working with them, doing talent matching. And so it's so great just the work that I do with supporting my clients. I'm also able to match them and support them and helping them to get connected to organizations as well. I love that so much because, first of all, Larnell is an amazing recruiter. I just want you to know. And recruiters to me, uh-huh. like you're either like the best at it or you're like trash money for the 99 and 2000s. <laughs> There's like really no in between. I've never met a mediocre recruiter all my days, you know, um, they're either real good or real terrible. And you are on the really excellent um, rarefied oh, air that you, you um, really get folks, not just getting your uh, clients who are at, you know, companies and organizations, really great talent, but making sure that you bring the talent to the organizations they belong to. And, you know, there are two things mm-hmm. that you said in your, coaching practice and style, which I have been the beneficiary of, um, that I love and, and I have a curiosity. So why did you focus on purpose and intentionality? Because it it seems to me like lots of us, particularly if you are on a, whether you're on a corporate career track, a government career track, a social sector, nonprofit career track. Um, some of us are just out here, just willy nilly, just looking for, looking for work. What, what is that about? Like, why do we do that? Yeah, no, for sure. It's money. People want to survive. Talk about it. Right. So we are very much focused on the here and now. I need this paycheck. I need to get paid. I have bills to pay. And I'm going to find a job that pays me well. And I'm going to work that job. And that be that. And sometimes that tends to be the story. Almost sometimes, unfortunately, the end of the story for some of us. And it doesn't have to be the case. It doesn't. You can really allow yourself to take a step back and say, what do I want to do? What is possible for me? Like, what's the thing, given my talents, my skills, my abilities, the things that you've been given Mm -hmm. at birth, how do I actually activate those things to see possibility and purpose live out in my life? And so it's just allowing for people to see that, to activate that in people, so that people can then see the pathway forward, to know that you don't have to just work a job, just to work a job, just to get paid, just to pay some bills. Right? But you bring you brought out so many things. First of all, you were like, hello, money. Our money stuff. <laughs> money. 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 Our money stuff yes. is is wicked, yes. isn't it, Lionel? Because we it don't is. talk enough about <laughs> money, particularly those of us who have gone the traditional route of going to higher ed and getting a college education. Uh, even when you go to business school, 
like I did, they don't have a money mindset course as a part of your financial, uh, you know, your financial analysis and basics course, your macro and your micro, your statistics. That's not on the list. And yet it is such a driver for how we go about seeking employment to your point. And, you know, the thing that just jumped out at me, like my whole stomach was in a knot for a second when you were like, what is it you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And don't clients come to you like that? They're like, uh, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So how do you navigate that with them? Like, how do you get them to go from that? Because, you know, when you're a grown up and you're fearful, that's a whole different little thing than when you're a little kid and you're fearful. Okay, like grown ups are not getting on roller coasters who did not get on roller coasters as children, by and large. We just not about that. I'm among them. I just want you to know I will hold all the bags at the amusement park with pleasure and have a good time. You know, so how do you get folks to like just move, you know, move through that, address that, face that fear um, when you're talking with them? It's not just because you're flying handsome and very intelligent. I just want you to know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Katrina. so funny. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, I have clients ranging in age from 20s all the way up until 50s, 60s. And um, what's interesting is everyone could come me at a certain point where they're like, I just don't know. You know, you can even have a full on career mm-hmm. and get to the point of being like, I just don't know what's next. I don't know what I want. And one, to acknowledge and to say to yourself, that's totally okay. I think we all go through periods in our life around that mm-hmm. where it's just like, I'm not sure what's next for me. And there's a lot of different ways to approach this. I would say the number one way is to allow vision to drive what's next to allow vision to drive what's next now the thing is this a lot of people yeah a lot of people um lean on their past right they collect Mm -hmm. evidence based upon what they've done in the past Mm -hmm. to predict the future that mental model is serious yes and so you've already boxed yourself in to what's possible based upon what you've done in the past right absolutely and so the thing is this we have to, yes, acknowledge the past. And the past actually gives us like those breadcrumbs to point us towards the future, but it doesn't tell us the full picture. We have to allow ourselves to get present to the vision of what we see. Yes. And you can allow yourself to go through that process of developing of what is that vision of what is it that you truly want, right? It is through those sparks of conversations that you might have with family and friends, mm-hmm. right? Write down that idea, right? Or it might be you just in the morning, just laying in bed, and the idea might spark in you. Write it down, right? Or it might be where you're traveling, or you might be experiencing a new um, experience in the world, right? That might bring forth a new idea. Write it down, because these are different components that help to form the vision of what might be possible for you going forward. So it's just allowing ourselves that time and space just to become present to the vision, ask the why behind the why, and get very clear on what's the vision for you going forward. And the reason I love that aspect of just really focusing on vision is because depending on how you grew up and where you grew up in the world, many of us were taught to just follow instructions. Mm, and so if you ever look yes. at little children, you know, my child is a queen. The queen age is 15 now. But when she was little, when I think about some of my friends who are having children now and they had these little babies who are four, three and four years old, they just know what it is that they want to do in the world. They're like, listen, here is how I show mm-hmm. up. Here's what I'm excited about. Here's what I am not going to be doing. 
And it just shows up in different ways. And we call them precocious. And we say, oh, oh, that one. Oh, okay. You know, but oftentimes as children, regardless of um, how our early years start to develop, we tend to have an idea, an early seed about how we want to be and who we want to be. And then you get into the educational system um, <laughs> and then they're like, uh, what you're going to do here is you're going to shut up and you're going to follow instructions and you're going to do it over right. and over again until we put you out. Good night. And we're rewarded, those of us who excel in that environment, um, for following instructions, for doing what we're told, for kind of being on that conveyor belt. Um, And then those of us who um, don't naturally show up that way in the world really struggle, you know, and that continues, I think, persists into adulthood. And I know some of y'all listening are like, that's me. Mm -mm -mm -mm." Yeah. So how have you seen this show up? In like, I call it in the zombie apocalypse in our pandemic times. I'm sure folks like anxiety, <laughs> like fear, but also like curiosity to do stuff different is on a thousand. So how, how are people showing up right now? How are they coming to your door? Are they coming dragging in luggage? Are they coming to you like, you know, tiptoeing and standing outside of the peephole? How are folks showing up when they're thinking about their like next move and their career and how, um, you know, and how they wanted to set that vision that they may not have had um, time or made time or been too afraid to do? Yeah, no, for sure. I would say one of the key words of last year was pivot. Mm-hmm. Everyone started using this word. It's time to pivot. It's time to shift. And I think people are really in that mindset because one, people are home and people have time just to think or at least to feel that this ain't right. Like This is not what I want to do. I think the question, though, is, like, how do I shift, right? right? Especially if I have a job that pays me, and there are Ooh. people right now who are being furloughed, people who are being laid off. So sometimes we tell ourselves, let me stop complaining and just do the job. So I think it's allowing yourself to push past the self-talk that we have sometimes, the negative self-talk, and then really allow ourselves to be with what's available to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to walk into that. So I think that a lot of my conversations are around that. Like, I want to pivot, but how do I pivot? Um, and then there's people who are furloughed, who are laid off, and did not plan for that. So it's like, where do I go from this standpoint? What happens next for me? I mean, that so feels a lot like of conversations hmm. around that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine like the level of deer in headlights. Um, actually, I can't right. imagine. Having, having been unemployed more than once over the course of my career. Listen, I had a mentor years ago. I can't imagine. I was like, actually, I had a mentor who said years ago, like, look, if you ain't been fired or quit your job at least once in your career, you're not in the game. And so right. I, and I was like, I'm not in the game. I'm not in the game. I'm not in the game. You know, and I don't know if he was right or wrong, but he was very strong in, in his belief around that. And that has stuck with me. Um, but, you know, being not knowing... When you're so, when you're used to kind of knowing what your next move is, it you you get into this sort of like autopilot that you don't think about like is that next move the right move, you know? So how did you know that? Thinking about career and possibility and the intersection of um, of that were for you because oftentimes when I think of career, you know, possibility may not be what comes to mind in. I think about entrepreneurship and possibility, or I think about, you know, becoming a famous celebrity um, and possibility. But I think we've assigned, you know, and I use this in air quotes, y'all, like a more traditional um, uh, career path to like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. 
as opposed to really defining right. what's possible. So, you know, I feel like you have the keys to the to the car on that one. How did you unlock it and put that thing in the drive and take off with it? No, for sure. So I can share a part of my story. Of I would course. say, though, that the career landscape, like the job market is changing, mm. right? Where innovation um, is very key. Continuing to push yourself to elevate, um, to have forward thinking is going to be the new way of operating within your career space. And so just working a job, just to work a job, um, it's not going to cut it. And so I think it's really important that we allow ourselves to constantly elevate our skill set, constantly elevate our thinking, constantly elevate the ways of the types of conversations we're having um, to get plugged into people who are going to move and inspire um, you to move forward in your career. Um, so I think sometimes people have said to the point that people associate possibility to being a celebrity or, or yeah. to being an entrepreneur, but like, Possibility can really live out in your career as well um, by having impact and by elevating your career in different and new ways. I love that. I would definitely say that. Yeah. And I think um, I think for you, you know, I would love to like kind of dig into that because I feel like you know you are a um, successful career professional who um, you know learned really early how to build relationships and how to build. You know, I was on Clubhouse the other day, Larnell, and they're talking in a relationship room. <laughs> in a relationship room uh, about um, um, when you've reached a certain level of success in your career, um, is it harder to find a mate? And I forgot Ooh, the gentleman, baby. That listen, we, we can talk about that in career possibilities. So hold on, hold on, hold on to your hats, friends. We're coming, we're coming in, we're coming in. And one of the gentlemen on the stage said. Uh, well, you know, when you're when you're trying to to uh, secure a high value man such as myself, I fell out. I was like, wait a minute. What is a high value man? Anyway, so the reason I bring this back <laughs> around is because when you are thinking about relationship building and career and possibility, what I've seen you do is really genuinely develop relationships that are of high value. And so mm. what a part of when, when I think about my own success metric, look at me being nosy and just buttoning. Having relationships are so important. Like we we try to we put a yeah. lot of emphasis on love relationships and relationships with our family, but our work, career, life relationships all are intermingled. So what have you like really seen and modeled around building high value, authentic relationships that allow you to be able to move how you want to move in your career? Because I really don't feel like everybody has that thing down. And I know it's not a magic bullet, but there's definitely a way you got to move in the world in order to be able to be successful and relationships are part of that. And so how have you been able to to navigate that? Yeah, no, for sure. One, Katrina, you do this so amazingly, like I would say, I would definitely love to hear your take on. I know I'm being interviewed, but I think no, we talking. I'll t- tell you all the stuff I want you want to know <laughs> as well. I think that's a, a great question. I would say there are a lot of different components to this. The number one thing for me is connection. Lead with connection, right? Sometimes we can have intentions around what I want to get from someone, and have that be the thing that leads the relationships or um, starts the relationship. And what I've learned is sometimes it's important just to kind of put that to the side and lead with connection. From connection mm-hmm. can grow partnerships, can grow business partnerships, can grow um, in terms of 
making ask of people around, can you help me to do this or do that? Or I have this opportunity or that opportunity. And so things can grow from that. But the foundation of it all has to start from a place of connection. Yeah. So allow yourself just to connect. And it's allow yourself to connect on a lot of different levels from um, your ideas in the world, your beliefs in the world, Mm -hmm. around your background and how you grew Mm -hmm. up and around um, if it's faith or spirituality. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it starts from that standpoint. And even our relationship, it started from connection. Right? Absolutely, um, and it grew into so many different um, ways that we're even on this podcast right now, right? So I think it started with connection um, at the at the first um, point, and then go from there, uh, which will allow for uh, so many different things to blossom from that standpoint. I love that, and I feel like um, to your point, definitely connection. And for those of us who are introverts in the house, um, <laughs> who are like connection schmemection. So now we're going to take a quick break. So use this moment to stand up, plant your feet firmly on the ground, reach for the sky, and stretch. Get that oxygen into your lungs, friend. We'll be right back. Love what you heard? Found a little nugget, but need more? Head on over to kishcamp.com, my masterclass for managers who are ready to do things differently at work and grow their skills so they can lead with confidence. Don't forget to subscribe, download, and leave a comment so we can keep the conversation going. Now, let's head back to take this offline. Um, <laughs> you you actually already get... Folks, if y'all don't run, when Larnell drops where we can look him up, if you don't run and book some time just to talk to this gentleman, make sure you pay him his money, you hear? Um, but the thing that you dropped <laughs> at the top about vision, the things you laid out, values, beliefs, ideas, like, friends, we have got to make sure in this year, 2021 and beyond that we are getting our minds wrapped around what we believe, right? What ideas really matter to us, where our values are and how they dig in. You got to dig your heels in on some of these values and you have to pressure test them because when you start to make connections, everything that look good doesn't taste good and everything that tastes Mm -hmm. good is not good for you. And so you can connect with lots of people, but to your point, you just laid it out. Then you got to go on and pressure test those extra different pieces and take the time to do so. And so I love that. But it's, if you don't have a vision for what you want at this stage in your life, and I always talk about my life in seasons right now because I feel like if I get wedded to um, understanding my purpose at every point, I would just be sitting in the house underneath my weighted blanket, which I talk about all the time. I talk about everywhere. I got a weighted blanket. Larnell is too heavy. I got one that was too heavy for me and I can barely get on it. I keep like bouncing off it like a force field. Like, you know, when those little kids be like bouncing off their parents when they want to fight them, but they can't. Oh my gosh. Um, But it, you know, really being able to um, think about purpose um, as your values and action and that at every point in your life, you're going to act, your mission's going to look a little different. And so for folks to really understand how to wrap their head around vision and then really understanding their purpose, 
in in actioning um, that vision, they have to be concrete in their values. And so for me to your, you know, your point, my relationship building skills are very simple. Y'all Larnell's is very mm. sophisticated. You know, he's a sophisticated gentleman. Mine, y'all are real simple. As y'all know, I'm just a, listen, round away girl. Okay. Do we go together or do we not go together? That's it. That's real. Okay. In every relationship, do we go together? Do we not go together? And and I'll tell y'all a little secret. Like now, the way that I know, oftentimes we, we that we don't go together, um, right. is if I'm around a new person, and it sounds to me because nobody else can hear it that I'm yelling, like on the inside of my head, the volume's up way too high. We don't go together. I've learned mm. over time that that is my body's way of being like alert, alert, stranger alert. Yeah. <laughs> Danger alert. Um, and I know that sounds very rudimentary, y'all. And I'm sure that I have, like, you know, the Panama Canal locks version of how you actually make it into relationships with me and how I move them along. But ultimately, it comes down to do we go together? Yes, no. And you can't really mm-hmm. ask those questions unless you really take the time to know yourself. And so the reason that I think that really thinking about career possibility coaching is so critical for every professional at every stage of life is because you have got to be able to take a step back and really assess where you are in that stage of your life. And that is, in my mind, one of the tenets you've got to have if you are a leader. And you don't have to be a leader by position, um, but if you are a leader, then you have got to be able to have that self-reflective period. And this allows you on your career journey to be able to do so. So I love that so much. Yeah. I love you that. have to spend time with mm-hmm. yourself. You have to spend time with yourself. But Arnell, some you know, of us I don't know. like each other. They, we don't like ourselves. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you for that. Some of us don't like ourselves, Arnell. So, so speak on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I went a whole year with like no TV. What? Like I no, went, you didn't. Was, I did I did. And I was like, I just need to, I just need to cut out TV for a year. Um, and that was in 2017. And, um, it was such a pivotal year because I, I was able to start, uh, able to be with my thoughts and get my thoughts on paper. Um, also like, you know, I'm, I'm a very spiritual person. So also just being with, um, God and just being with, what he has for my life and for me was also very critical. And I think that I was having more time and space to do that by just Mm. cutting out the distractions. And for me, and again, it was just something that, and again, it doesn't have to be TV for someone, it could be something else, but like to sacrifice and cut something out that you know is going to uh, have you spend less time with yourself, then Mm -hmm. cut it out. You know, if it's social media, like cut it out. And I think that's such that's so critical to be able to just hear, to listen, to be with what, what is leading you into what's next, right? What's the vision that you have for yourself and where you want to take things Uh, and to get it down on paper, right? And to get some action towards it, to get that accountability towards it, to make it happen. I love that. And I love the idea of whatever it is that you have to remove so that you can spend more time with yourself, you better do it. Because, you know, some of us, right now, we run away from the word sacrifice. Oh, I I'm a grown woman. Oh, I don't want to have to sacrifice oh, all my life. I had to fight. You're not going to tell me what I need to do with my time and money. And, 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 and Hey, hey, friend. Like, would you date you? 
Would you hire you? Mm. Do you like your Ooh. own company? And Lionel, didn't the pandemic reveal that some folk just don't like them? Like, I mean, hey, you had to be home alone with yourself when you climbing the walls. It's not just because you're an right. extrovert friend. It might be because you don't like yourself. And when you are busy mm. and when you are pushing and when you are constantly filling your Rolodex with the next thing and the next thing, and I'm guilty of it, y'all. So listen, this is this is not the hey, hey pot. Welcome, Kettle. Um, you know, <laughs> it, you really have to reassess. And so I love that you said that, you know, removing the thing that uh, that is taking away from your ability to spend time with yourself is so critical. And then being able to get quiet with it, you know, because, you know, mindfulness mm-hmm. has become very popular, particularly in the last year. I've never seen so many mindfulness apps, yeah. blogs, articles, you know, lives. And so we we are questioning is what I would put it. Um, and right. wondering what to do next. But you're like, hey, start with yourself. Mm-hmm. So curious. Yeah. I'm curious about how possibility is looking for black and brown professionals out in the world. Um, and the reason I'm asking that question is because um, I don't know if you've noticed, <laughs> but every week there is a, another diversity, equity and inclusion position being created or filled. Another person yeah. joining an inclusion team, another um, position that previously didn't exist around DEI or and access um, being formed and Folks who are within the organizations who may not have that position or serve on that particular team are scratching their head like, is something really going to change? What's going on? And so what do you how do you see the career landscape shifting for folks as there's a, a, a now a spotlight and attention on this particular body of work when there's lots of other aspects of work that also need to have attention? I think you hit it around the nail. I think that just given all that's been happening in our society and our government and our world today, that there's a bigger push like never before around diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think there's a lot of opportunity um, that's here now and that as well that will grow over time in the future. So I think for black and brown professionals to get out there mm-hmm. and to put yourself out there and to connect and to seek out these opportunities. And even if you don't believe you can fully do every single thing, let's say on a job description or, yes. you know, if you want to share some opportunity with you, like that, don't let that hinder you. Like still go for it, go for it. Um, and you'll find yourself being able to um, grow and learn and expand in new ways and know that you don't do it alone, right? That there's going to be people along the way that's going to support you as well in being able to do it. So I would say this is a very exciting time. We have our first, um, black uh, South Asian woman who is vice president. Come on, um, and so this is just it's huge. huge. So I think this is a moment in time, and so I think we should be paying attention. I think that we should be getting out there and definitely accessing possibility. If <laughs> we go back to that, accessing possibility um, within your career. And so one of the things that I love that, and I think in terms of um, accessing possibility, one of the things I love about your approach to the work. And as I think about leadership and I think about, um, you know, young professionals, mid-career professionals, seasoned professionals, all who have different opportunities at that particular stage in their career and all who have different challenges. Something that to me that you talk about that's a a thread through all of that is owning your story. Mm -hmm. 
So why do you think it's so tough for us to actually own our story? What's that about? I love this. I love this. I actually do a whole workshop. Hey. Owning on owning your career story. Um, The thing is this, right? There are so many talented professionals out there. And the competition is high. Mm -hmm. It is really, really high right now. And so what's going to allow for you to stand out and land a role is your career story. It's you. It's the uniqueness of who you are uh, and all that you bring to the table and your essence and presence. And so it's really important to stand out amongst the rest it's about owning your story, owning who you are, and bringing your full self to the table so people can see and witness that. So it's understanding um, how you grew up and understanding what values and beliefs were formed from how you grew up. Also understanding um, your environment, the people that you're with, um, also the activities and, and the ways that you volunteer, bringing that all to the table. If it's your race, if it's um, your background, like bring it all to the table because this, these are the things that are going to really allow for you to land a next role. Um, because the thing is this, for, for companies, they want to hire people who are competent, right, who can do the job, mm-hmm. but they also want to hire people who are humans, who are real, uh, and that have a story. So it's really important um, to own your story. And it takes practice. It yes. takes practice because we do hide parts of ourselves um, because we think, okay, that's not professional. I can't say that. I can't do that. Um, and it's just really important. Um, and again, it, it, there's ways of how to frame it, right, and how to position it, yeah. where you can really be able to be authentic and have that genuine voice that kind of goes through. And so people see that and witness that and want to bring you on to their team. And to be clear, I know you're not saying own your story and good night. You're saying own your story, but also, friends, know your audience. I think that Mm -hmm. there is this push in our desire to be authentic. Sometimes we forget that we're more like a kaleidoscope. (laughs) Right. And so when you think about how a kaleidoscope turns, you turn it and you turn it and you turn it and you turn it. And we have different shades of how we show up in the world. And it's okay for some of those overlapping shades to show up in one place and some of those overlapping shades to show up in another place. Yeah. And you might be interviewing at a company or organization um, where you've done your research and you said, OK, I see there's some basic values alignment. OK, I see that, you know, the way folks move out in, out in the world makes me more curious to learn more. And then you're using your story and also that ability to turn that kaleidoscope to see, is this part of me going to fit or do I need to leave this part at home? Is this part of me going to fit home. here or do I need to leave this part in the car? And it's not the same let me be real clear, friends, as code switching. I'm not talking about denying a part of yourself so that you can fit in. What I'm saying is you are a nuanced and complex human being and you get to show up powerfully when you understand your your complexity. Back to owning your story. You know what I'm saying, Lardell? So like you got to no, be able sure. to navigate that. And I think yeah. that a lot of times it's hard to. No, for sure. I definitely think there's a lot of like emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and being able to understand yourself, understand people, uh, understand the know and how and when of how to navigate the process to really bring it full circle so that you can bring yourself uh, to the table. 
Um, because the thing is this, let's say if we have two candidates who have very similar backgrounds, right? right? Uh, went to similar schools, have a very similar career trajectory, uh, have similar skills and experiences. What's going to be the deciding factor? How do you then decide who to move forward with? It's the person's career story. It's the person and who they are and what they bring to the table and their presence and essence that's going to really think for. Because know this, there will always be someone who's um, more talented, like someone who has other abilities, right? And so what's, what's the thing that is the it factor? What's the yes. thing that's going to really push you across the finish line? And it's your story. It's who you are. And I always share this with people because people want to hide away that. They went and took that away. Um, and a lot of times, um, your resume, your the way you interview can fall mm-hmm. flat, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you want to bring it, you want to bring it in full color, yes. right? Around who you are. Yes, I love that. And let's not mix up bravado with confidence, and confidence <laughs> with worth. Listen, this is listen. Right. This is let's take it offline. So we having that conversation. Right. Like let's not get it confused, friends, between being boastful with your chest out, being confident but feeling like crap on the inside. You got to also mm-hmm. make sure you're doing that work to get down to that worth. Exactly. So that you intri- like you believe so deeply in who you are, your values, your beliefs. You have that vision set forth, and then you're able to communicate that. Remember, know your audience as you're telling your story. And then you say, you know, that Larnell has, you have your formula laid out. Then, then that allows you to build that confidence muscle in a healthy, healthy way. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that is so, so, so important. And then ultimately in your kind of formula and y'all, we're not giving you all the wibbly bits. Okay. You better book a time to get the wibbly bits with Larnell. But then you talk <laughs> about you know, being able to have that by and large will help you to land that dream job. And so, you know, Larnell, I think it's so important that you let folks know that, you know, it's just as much about them as it is about the company and organization. And back to the way we've been taught to look for work, we make it about getting in as opposed to right. a, 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 the partnership and the relationship being formed. So how do you feel like you've been able to help your folks and how can we help our listeners really think about that partnership a little bit differently? That's not a one-way street. No, for sure. I definitely think that, um, again, it goes back to the fact of like ownership and full responsibility that you are in the driver's place. It's about how do you think about yourself and how you think about uh, companies in the world around you. Right? Because if you feel like you're always at the mercy of the company, um, you'll never see the fullness of all that you can do and to really land opportunities that you want to have. Right. Right. Because it's all about my limited amount of opportunities. And so I only could pick from what's just in front of me and mm-hmm. that be it. Right. And mm-hmm. that is false. So it's really thinking about I get to create what I want to see happen in my career, in my life. I can really vision and then bring that forth uh, and make that happen and make that real. And I do believe that when you come from that standpoint, you will see yourself being able to interview and yes, the company is interviewing you, but also being able to interview them, ask them questions, but also be able to explore other opportunities uh, and really be at in the driver's seat around what you want to create as well. So I think that's just really important to 
to know. And I think it all goes really back to this mindset of how you view yourself. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I love that. So, you know, I want to make sure that folks know how to contact you, how to keep in touch with you. So first, but you know, I'm being a nosy friend. What are you working on that's new and exciting now that we can go and be nosy and we can get involved with too? <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. So one, I just launched my new brand. So definitely uh, feel free to check it out at larnellvickers.com um, as well as I'm on Instagram, larnellvickers. Uh, so definitely check that out and feel free to reach out to me um, at larnell at larnellvickers.com. Uh, I'm definitely happy to talk uh, and to really connect just to hear more about your career story, about what you're up to in the world and how I can support. So please definitely do that. And the thing that I'm working on now is, you know, I've done career coaching for over three years now. I've, I've been doing it more so on the one-on-one standpoint. And so now I'm mm-hmm. actually launching a new um, group slash one-on-one hybrid program. That's going to start February 1st, um, which is really exciting because definitely you'll still get one-on-one sessions with me, but also it will be different Q&As. I'm also going to bring in different other career coaches to coach along with me. So it's going to be a lot of exciting uh, and new materials and new content within that program. So definitely if you're interested in that, uh, definitely reach out to me. I can share more details. Oh, I love it so bad. Y'all, you better go on ahead and do it. I told you, Larnell convinced me, friends, in in, in, in years <laughs> gone by to leave Kashana and Co to put it down momentarily for a little while. Okay. And so um, he can help you get where you need to get or see a different window. And I, you know, that opportunity, um, although it was short lived, um, really allowed me to be able to step into yet another uh, level of the work that I do today around leadership and management um, for everyday mm. leaders. And so I think that it just continued. First of all, I, I met the best people in the world. I just want to say that for a fact. Um, but it definitely allowed yeah. me to see things differently, to change my lexicon around how I um, describe my work, describe the work of others, help folks to see themselves as leaders in their work. I mean, you were a huge part of that. And so I just want to make sure that you hear it from me, that you get that shout out because that was so, so, so transformative. And we've been able to give to one another. But that Mm -hmm. definitely was an opportunity. You didn't even know that you gave me something I needed just at the time that I needed it. Mm. Um, And so that's so, so, so important. So, friends, listen, first of all, Larnell is being shy and uh, uh, humble, not shy. (laughs) Um, And (laughs) please get on his newsletter, A Dose of Possibility. That is so dope. My, oh. the, the name of the, my newsletter is like join the fab crew like I, I don't got it I'm like K, K, K is actually hard C is easier uh, help friends but get on his newsletter a dose of possibility I know it's going to be inspirational if you're not following him run and do that right now every post he puts up puts a smile on my face and if you are oh. at a place in your career where you are looking for a new thing and you really need to try it a different way because the way that you've been working in the past has not worked. You've got to be able to get with my friend because he is absolutely the best. But now I am so, thank so glad so that we got oh, to hang thank out. You, so much, and you gave us all yes. the tea behind the scenes. You were like, if y'all don't get you some vision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Listen, oh, sure. well, when when you become like ultra famous, I'll have the opportunity to be like, that's been my friend. So, hey, here we are. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming to hang out with us on the show today. And y'all, for Larnell's information, his website, his handles, it'll all be in the show notes. And so thank you, thank you, thank you, my friend, again, for showing us what is actually possible. Yeah, so for sure. And I definitely have to just take 
two seconds here just to acknowledge you, Kashana, for all the work that you've done. You are doing this work um, at a time where I was trying to figure things out in my life, yeah. right? And the ways of how you were showing up just inspired me to know it's possible. And I want you to know that. And I think I've shared that with you offline. I've shared with, you know, that with you one-on-one. Well, I didn't know um, how to pull it all together. Like, I had somewhat of an inkling of, like, how to do it, but I didn't really know how to do it. And you've seen my growth. You've seen the evolution over time. And I continue to move forward step by step each and every time because I knew I had people like yourself who were living in possibility, who were living out the goals and dreams of what, what they wanted, who were building businesses. And so I just want to continue to shout out as you continue to elevate uh, in, in your career and what you're doing here and even your podcast uh, to continue to inspire more people. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I love you. Uh, love you too. And, <laughs> and this has been amazing. All right, y'all. We will talk soon. On our next episode, I'll be digging into one of my favorite topics, teams. And this time, we're going to be talking about managing virtual teams. I mean, after all, we are in a new normal, friend. And so let's get into it. Don't forget to download, subscribe, or to a friend. And if you're feeling so inclined, leave us a review. And I'll be talking to you real soon. If you've spent your entire life performing, then my friend, today is the day I'm asking you to take a bow, close the curtain, and take a nap. (laughs) I understand. Listen, y'all, I get it. Many of us grew up performing to get to an A, okay? Performing to get the trophy, performing to gain approval of fill-in-the-blank person you love. And when you look at it, it seems like the only way to easy street is down performance lane. Am I right? (laughs) And if you're not careful, you'll look up and have no freaking idea who you are when the lights are low. And the fancy is stripped away. You won't know. Do you even like yourself? I see a lot of professionals careening toward midlife. Bewildered. Tired. Angry. And then leading from that place. Which is terrible. And scary. And it doesn't have to be your story. So if you have been struggling with the performance dance. Friends, today is the day I'm asking you to do that final twirl, take a bow, and exit stage left.